0: This is a podcast from 3 Triple R 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio.
1: Twelve oh three Triple R FM, it's the afternoon. It's happened. Sun's over the yard arm. Um... Pour yourself a big one As I get myself organised on my papers Man,
2: hello Hello, Kevin You're rustling your papers And I did just spot you do that to your iPad About five seconds ago Rustling you, my iPad Yeah, you know when you do the thing Where you get your papers And you get them yeah. all collected Was I doing
1: that with my You iPad? did that with your
2: iPad There we go. There you uh, go
1: Just try to move this down here No, it's that sort of sound That sort of denotes That you've got your shit together <laughs> yes. You know, it's a like, oh, yeah. there He's got his papers well, It's let's, good
2: Let's put that to a test and see
1: Oh, it will indeed yeah. It's his Sunday As I said It's lovely to have your company On this gorgeous day And uh, looking back over the morning. God, this is a good station. Yes. I really love this station. Yes. Um, what wonderful things from the doctors as, uh, as always and um, the wonderfulness of science personified yes. writ large yes. in your ears. Yes. Nice. Uh, yes, yeah, thank you very, so very bravo. much. Yes. Bravo to you guys. And uh, relentlessly moving forward as we do, we say to you that we've got a good show and it's good that you've joined us because... We're going to bring up a few issues. One, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk to Mateo. He of, um, oh, well, he's El Presidente of Restaurant Catering Australia. Oh, I
2: did not know that. Yeah. Mateo's like Madonna. You only really need one name.
1: <laughs> he is a bit like yeah. that. Yeah. Mateo. Um, we're going to talk about scalping of the fat duck. It's happening apparently. Yes. Um, yeah, we're just going to talk about that. And just the, the whole notion of, um, supply and demand, I suppose. Economics. Yes. Hits. Uh, and when uh, when supply is not enough for rabid demand. Yes. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Philippa Sibley's coming in. She's uh, in a camp at the moment, uh, willing it to cross the line to get us here in time. <laughs> uh, she's going to talk a bit about New Zealand. She had a lovely little play over there. And yes. a new menu, of course, coming up at the or Prefix. Prefix. Prefix, I think we say it here. Uh, market report with John, which should be a lot of fun. And uh, then we've got Waiting in the Green Room. Yes. Like she's hanging out with Digger, I think. Um, they're, probably Digger's leading him astray, I think. No. really. And uh, <laughs> Andrew Logan from Mamacita, and I have a rather amazing tome. You were saying to me you were impressed by oh, its size. This book.
2: 700 pages for those playing at home. It is a very, very big tome, and it's called...
1: Faden, uh, Mexico, The Cookbook. Yes. Mexico. Um, so, yeah, and it's it's big, and quite seriously one of the things that really comes across about this is Mm. that mexican cuisine can be sort of put into two camps one a cuisine of great stupidity and (laughs) simplicity (laughs) Uh, are you
2: talking about those yellow boxes you find in aisle seven in the supermarket well maybe yeah yeah
1: yeah. well you know the the tex-mex thing the Mm. the the, dare i say it the the mexican cuisine that most of us here in australia grew up on yeah that's um and the the best thing that went with the Mexican cuisine that we all grew up on was the fact that there were frozen margaritas, <laughs> uh, which uh, helped numb the pain and yeah. uh, numb your brain regarding uh, consuming such yes, things. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but, then, but then you have real regional cuisine, and the, and the thing is about all these regions of Mexico, and it's really complex and, and multi-layered and multifaceted and it's quite extraordinary. Uh, so Andrew Logan's going to be talking about that and the fact that he got picked to do not one not two but three recipes uh in this tome um which was written by the impressively named what was her name margarita Carrillo aronte yes why do we have to speak like that when, you, when you're talking <laughs> about mexicans let's do that again properly sorry her name's margarita Carrillo aronte there we go i stopped the stereotypes yes. stop the stereotypes it is a great looking book though it is. So we're going to talk a little bit yes. about that in the future. Uh, today's food quote, I found a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Orban, American humorist. Never heard of him. Have you heard of him? I haven't. Robert Orban. No. She speaks highly of you. Really? Quit worrying about your health, it'll go away. Symbol <laughs> crash. <laughs> and uh, today is St. Cecilia Day, patron of musicians and poets. So go you St. Cecilia. I yes. oh, what her story was. Because they all have stories. Yes, yeah, it's saints walking—they all oh, a thousand stories, a thousand <laughs> saints. And did anything interesting happen today? Um, no. Nah. <laughs> Good. No. Nah. We'll just uh, twenty third from...
2: of November. Just a complete dead spot. Damn. In the history of the world.
1: Twelve o seven here. Triple R FM. We're going to have a chat to Matteo. Very very shortly. You're on Triple R. Edits the show. Glad to have you aboard. Sounds like Edda James in the background. <laughs> well, who let Edda James in here? Have you got Edda James in your room, there, Matteo? What's going on? Who? Oh, <laughs> stop it! And you were giving bloody talking about John Fane, didn't know what chin chin was, mate. That was, that was that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, na, 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 that's Edda James. Anyway, how you doing? Good, mate. How are you? I'm good. You just um, well, let's uh, paint a picture, uh, Matteo. What what are you doing?
3: Um. It's Sunday morning, the the only morning I get to sleep in, so you can imagine.
1: must be great.
3: (laughs) So just um, actually been up early, cleaned out the cellar, did a bit of stock taking, getting ready for the Christmas rush. Yeah. Just chillaxing now, just having a glass of pinot, as you do on a Sunday lunch.
1: (sighs) It's the life, Uh, because we are in silly season now, are we not, Mateo?
3: Well, it started about two weeks ago, and... Every year I say to myself, it's amazing the different type of people that go out for Christmas and just the way you answer the phone is different and the way you redesign the menu is different to what you would have normally and even the wine list, it's, you, you change it around completely to, or well, not completely. How though, does the wine list
1: change, Matteo? So that we're uh, talking about Matteo's Restaurant, of course, that wonderful two-hatted place uh, that is there in Brunswick Street. And, but, uh, but
3: as you know, it's all about making the customer happy. And these guys, yes. what they like, they like brands.
1: so, oh.
3: so I've put in on older wines, like some older cabernets and shirazes. Still kept the normal stuff, you know, my Pinots. and you know, I love Pinots and rieslings and all of those. Yes, but added some other stuff to make what I call the punters happy. Like for the first time, you know, or once a year, I put Crown Lager back on the on the wine oh, list as well. Oh,
1: oh, oh, that hurts! Hang about, you. Oh, I, stuck I know that, that hurts. Believe stuck you. something in my side of my body here. <laughs> Crown Lager, God, that's oh, you when still, you know you're it, living, eh?
3: You still have all the craft beers for yes. your know, your regulars, but so you man. get the guys that have come in that have been taken out by the boss yeah. who only drink Crown. Mate, I I it, why not? Yeah, because I, I, I
1: used to think about... Okay, bank. go.
3: Yes, talking <laughs> of...
1: Okay, I was just about to go on that tangent, let So see. So um, we're seeing um, what's happening at uh, the big end of town, the big skyscraper put on its side. Scalpers have uh, descended. The vultures have descended on the building.
3: Well, the, the question you should be asking is... Oh, yeah, uh, right. Here we go. I'm going to write it down. Who are buying them? Who, who? are buying these tickets? Venture capitalists, it? wasn't it? I've... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, the, who are buying
1: them? Well, the the original people that are uh, scalping the tickets was a bunch of venture capitalists that were able to manipulate uh, the uh, internet protocol or emails type oh, thing. The ballot
3: system, yes. yeah, the
1: ballot system.
3: Yep, and then who are they selling them to? Is more that's what I meant. Who is the end user that is actually going to end up? buying or dining in those restaurants. I that's,
1: might I might defame them if I answer, so I'll probably <laughs> leave that to you. Who's buying them, Matteo?
3: Oh, I don't know. I, that's what I'd I be going, interested I, would I want to say, say, who
1: are the nuff-nuffs that are buying these things?
3: Well, I would dare say, you know, Crown are very clever marketers. Right. Extremely clever marketers. Yes. And think about the people that they're trying to get to go and eat there or in their gaming rooms as well.
1: Mm. So, so we are talking... Let's just go back we're Just back a little bit. We need to just uh, uh, just do a little highlight on here. What we are talking about is, uh, of course, that Heston Blumenthal is setting up uh, a... Uh, well, you use the word pop-up restaurant. He's, he's setting up uh, the Fat Duck here in Melbourne. There has been a ballot. The, uh, the supply has, uh, well, not nearly enough for the demand, and thus we are seeing a black market emerging.
3: OK, I think... Before we go further, let, let's put it into into context.
1: Right.
3: Heston is a brilliant chef.
1: Bang. Okay, we'll write that down. Okay, brilliant Heston chef. Is brilliant. Yes.
3: Okay, the, he's not just doing steak and chips or bacon and eggs. He might do a bacon and egg ice cream. Yep. But he's not doing your run of the mill type of stuff. So agreed. Tick. And, and the whole the whole dinner there is going to be a show. Yep. So, how much would you pay for? One Direction
1: tickets. Oh, me personally? You're not you
3: personally. I know my daughter worked part okay, like... time for three months to pay three hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, I can dig that with your daughter. Yeah, me, okay. I'm the best, wrong person to but, ask. Yes. So,
3: so, if you think about, and that's why I get back to the point: who are yes. buying these tickets? Yeah. And who are eating? Are going to be? But so imagine it's a show. Yeah. And you can't get enough tickets at a show, yeah. whether it's not the grand final and all of that. And you imagine he's bringing over all these guys. He has to fly them all over. He has to accommodate them. Yeah. Yes. You know, he's got to... So that's why the tickets are so, so expensive. So so and plus out, you, you, you how much you, would you pay for a show? And that's where the scalpers come in. They've obviously, obviously seen a market. Mm. There's a huge... Asian market out there that are willing to pay for that as they're buying the Lafitte they're paying extra because it's all about the trophy.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a trophy, it's the brand, it's the Prada, it's the vibe.
3: Exactly right. Yes. So would you pay five? would you pay a scalper to have a personally no. No.
1: No, 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 okay. no. Well, I, that's where the I question would... is: Who
3: is? I mean, I'd
1: love to be invited. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to be invited to go
3: to the <laughs> Fat Duck. D- that'd I'd be great.
1: But... We could go together. Yeah, yeah. We can go. No, I'll bring Matea. You can be my date. You can be my plus one. But you know, that was the whole thing, and that you said that you you've eaten it um, in Bray, haven't you? And you were no, talking...
3: no. I went to um, dinner in in London.
1: Oh, in London, Fat Duck, not the one in Bray. Yeah,
3: the one. Is, so, so the dinner is his second restaurant, which is not as um, as elaborate as. Fat duck in Bray, gotcha. but even at dinner, like when you when you converted it, the a pork chop, uh, it was a beautiful pork chop. with free range and had this lovely cider cream and yeah. it. It was when I converted it back it was seventy five dollars for a pork chop.
1: Whoa, so, okay.
3: <laughs> and, then, and this place is packed. Yeah, and that's indicative of the price. All the entrees were around 50 dollars. And packed, full to the rafters. Two sittings.
1: Yeah, right, well, sure enough,
3: so it, they've it,
1: got the population. Right? So, okay, so we we talk about a seven dollar pork chop, but again, we, you come back to the whole. The, the great thing about Heston is the theatre of food. the 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 wonderful thing of elucidating, sort of like the wonder of a seven year old child. I mean, that's that's the thing. What I see that, where Heston does things the most, where he, you just you can be almost this childlike sense of wonder at what is in front of you. That's where he excels, I think.
3: Oh, without a doubt, and total respect for the guy yes. and his team, and they do an amazing job. And and it's about time that people are starting to take notice that hospitality—it's not a, a part-time job for some people. It's actually their art and their craft, and mm. and duly it should be re, not respected, but you know, given credit, we're, we're due. Yes. And if you like other bits of art, you like some people like. Van Gogh, or, you, know, you, you might like that or Ken Dane, you yeah, might like or that, and Brett you Whitely. that if you don't like it, don't buy it well exactly so no one's forcing people to go, that's where I'm, I find it quite funny
1: yeah yeah, well that's that's it, Or we're talking about what we are really bringing up is just crude economics, it's about supply and demand is it not?
3: Uh, that it is, and, and as usual the people with the money you know, tend to get what they want, yeah, well, and the people that Save up hard to try and experience this wonderful, <laughs> wonderfulness like me. That, that is, it's and miss out yet once again. But,
1: so, subset, para, new paragraph Society's to Blame.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aren't we blaming Tony
1: Abbott for everything? Is it uh, no, somehow? I somehow? No, I don't even go there because I just start weeping. <laughs> I'll I no, no weep into my microphone and I'll short-circuit it and Chris Hatzis <laughs> will come and, and beat me up for, for uh, equipment abuse. So, um, but what's it, quickly, while we're here, haven't seen you or your place for quite a while, what's going on at Mateo's? Might as well
3: get a free kick. Oh, we've been doing quite a bit, actually. It's... Um been doing, we, we did a Bass Phillip wine dinner the other night, which Ooh. was only $195, which sold out in yep. a flash. It was all 17 wines.
1: Was that scalpers?
3: No, without scalpers. Um, <laughs> yes. I did get people bet. But what we did do is we just offered another dinner, which is on this Tuesday night. And I said to the people, I'll come on the Tuesday. It's going to be smaller. There's only going to be 30 people. Virtually sold out as well. There's already mm. another 60. We've released another 10 tickets today which you can all buy through the website at mateos.com.au why
1: is bass phillips so great oh, dorothy dixon he's, he's
3: um one of the pioneers in pinot making it's correct tick yeah and he's got the, the older divines he talks about uh, close planted but he doesn't actually talk about people talk about close planted but for him it's a natural given that it's the way you make wine or pinot. Right. And then he makes different styles, and it's very Burgundian in style. And we tried 17 wines, and they were all, oh, maybe not all, but most of them were fantastic.
1: 17.
3: Wow. Uh,
1: well, that and sounds like about fun. about
3: scalpers, you know, it's around Melbourne, it's very hard to get nowadays, or coming up, leading up to Christmas Day, mm. we booked out in... It was about a month ago. So Christmas we are at, at Mateo's. In the courtyard. But a lot of places do. Oh. To the point now where people are ringing up and saying, I'm happy to pay extra Ooh. to get a seat.
1: Got to get your eyebrows raised. Really? Uh, it
3: does. But How much uh, extra? Uh, <laughs> well, Is that what you but say after that? How $175 much? $175 a head for four courses only because of all the penalties and all of that. Yeah. They're happy to pay an extra $100.
4: Wow. Well. On top
3: of it, just for the privilege. But... Obviously, being an ethical person that I am, but if anyone does want to pay an extra $100, I might find a table. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> only
1: joking. <laughs> only joking. <laughs> hey, well, Mateo, look, it's... Um, okay, so we just say society's to blame. Uh, you don't have to, um, but if we get invited, you're my dad. Done. All right, that's good. Mateo, always... Oh, it's nice to speak to you, buddy. Um Well, I hope to see you soon. Okay,
3: you
1: have a good day, buddy. Bye. Matteo. Mateo... Uh, like Madonna, one word. So you need. Yeah, your future uh, date. My future date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who's wearing the? Anyway, who's wearing the pantalones? That's what we have to ask. Twelve nineteen here on three Triple R uh, Um, Philippa Sibley. Yes, yeah,
2: she's behind you, making uh, lewd gestures. Oh, she always does that. Yes. She's
1: behind. She's behind me, isn't behind she? Behind you. Oh my god, I can see her laughing. All right, well, we're going to get her on soon, and uh, I'm going to let her get a word in because she complains that sometimes I don't on Triple R. Yeah, that's right. These things are working. your headphones working all right, Phyllis? think so. Yeah, think yeah. so. How are you?
5: I'm well, guys. How are you?
1: Oh, better for seeing you. Because <laughs> we were worried you weren't going to make
5: it. <laughs> yeah. No, Never. it's just the way of my people. I'm always late. <laughs> Indeed.
1: Well, it's always good to make a, a glorious ex- um, entrance. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops, I'm getting a little mixed up. Um, you have been away. You've been at the uh, the land of the long white... Yeah. Shabang bang. Yeah, watch shebanga bang. bang. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds like a sounds yeah. like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang.
5: That's where I've been at Auckland. It was beautiful, really beautiful, like amazing. What
1: do you think of Auckland?
5: Um, well, I was there for Taste of Auckland. Mm. I um, was robbed of my hat trick as I was in Auckland. I was because I robbed. Well, I won best in show twice in a row at mm-hmm. Taste of Melbourne. Yes. Um, yes, you did, yes, Yeah, yeah. Congrats yes. on that. Yeah. Apparently, the only other person in the history of taste that's won concurrent. Um, ever. 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 And the, the dude, Pascal, unpronounceable surname. Pascal. Who <laughs> was the other judge. Yeah. Um, won three in a row. Yeah. And I would have. Yeah, well, but what happened? I, well, I, I, had to go to, I had to go to Auckland. Ah. So I judged instead of being judged, which was quite, Was really cool. And it was very reminiscent of um last year Taste of melbourne last year because it was an absolute quagmire it was rained out. Mm. So yeah, gumboots. Gumboots, wellingtons, galoshes galore.
1: Galoshes galore in um in the sydney of um of uh new zealand some say. Auckland I, is
5: I guess so, yeah. A
1: little bit because it's the premier city.
5: Yeah. There's a little
1: it, bit about with the a lot people of water. there about, you know, what do you do rather than who are you? Yeah. A little bit.
5: Well, I was staying at um, Scott in the Sky City Precinct. Yes. Um, what, the, what's Pe- Sky Peter, City? Well, Peter Gordon, the famous Peter Gordon from Sugar Sugar, the Sugar Club, mm. has the amazing restaurant on top of the tower thingy. Yes. And it's a kind of a little precinct with, with you know the, the hotels there and everything.
1: It's, it's so, where, the, where the money is.
5: Pretty much, but. Yeah. <laughs> The restaurants in around there were just amazing, mm. really, really good, really I hate the word authentic, but they kind of were it's know? good
1: it's um it's a good place for growing food isn't it new yeah. zealand well, i mean it's, that's, it's that's
5: not a good place for sourcing food if it's not if it's not in season you you can't get it you're yeah they don't import anything really? at all, so yeah, that was a bit you know that was a bit of a problem but
1: it's like what do you mean you don't have any rambutans? <laughs>
5: Pretty much yes. peaches, even oh pe- well, yeah, of
1: course. I mean, Jesus, what what month is this?
5: Yeah, yeah. Don't peaches. have Darwin
1: here. You no, know. oh, well,
5: that that's the thing. Yeah. That's the
1: thing because yeah. we're already seeing figs from Darwin. Mm. They're like about I don't know, fifteen bucks each. See so yeah, your bank manager. They're, they're beautiful.
5: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. No, they don't have a Darwin.
1: Have you had a mango yet?
5: Damn straight, I've had a mango. Yeah, <laughs> 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 we've got the Tropicana Diva on the on the menu at the moment, so it's yeah. all mangoes. Mangoes and where's this prefix? <laughs> I love this. Come on, man.
1: Agro Dorothy Dix's. I'm <laughs> I'm
5: just setting them up
1: so you can just answer questions, and I'm <laughs> I'm trying to keep quiet this way. Okay, um, Philippa Sibley, of course, uh, chef at Prefix or Prefix. Prefix. Yeah, man. Um, uh, a wonderful place where you will not be given. Um, you don't have to pick from a menu. No, those choices no. have been made for you, and uh, and well, with mm-hmm. great technique and humor and all sorts of things. And this <laughs> month it is.
5: Uh, it's the spring racing carnival, so you get a little picnic.
1: Well, wait, no, it's not. It's finished. That's over.
5: Oh, yeah, no, but it's the month.
1: Oh, okay, the month of horses.
5: The month of horses. Nice. You get, um, so, di- you di- get little Diablon en <laughs> <A> little No. <laughs> you get a little bit of soup out of a thermos, but we've got, like, proper thermoses from with thermos written on the proper. thermos. Yeah. Proper. Proper. Right.
1: With a little C with a circle on it. Um. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. copyrighted, yeah. Yeah, okay. So no, soup write. from a thermos, yep.
5: Yeah, um, a picnic. Yeah, as the entree, a little uh, pot of fur.
1: Ah, pot of fur. Pot of fur. Yeah,
5: but it's um,
1: which I is is a French which word for
5: corn, corn beef, basically. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Because some people say that you know Vietnamese fur comes from that French word. Oh, true. Pot of fur. Yeah. Anyway, oh, but I, I, I digress, and I'm, I'm taking you away from your stuff. What else is on?
5: Um, and the dessert is a fascinator. Oh
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> So what do you do? Oh, <laughs> hang about. I'm thinking you do that puff pastry and you run the br- 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 and then pull it out so no, you get the net? No,
5: no. No, it's tapioca. It's a, tapioca, a coconut tapioca. Yeah. Little will with all sorts of, like, popcorn, uh, candied popcorn with silver um, silver powder and cocoa. It's, it's bonkers. It's is bonkers totally fun? It's totally bonkers. Oh, you, lo- you love your desserts. because, no, uh, yeah. As you oh, say, we there's such a start from dessert and work backwards, pretty much. Really? Yeah.
1: Tell us about tapioca. Why is that cool?
5: I, I, I have to be rude, so can we just not talk about it, please? Oh, okay. Jeez,
1: probably not. Um, <laughs> kids, just go. Leave the room. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, I, can I just... I'll make a comment, and then we can just move on if you like. Yep. Uh, I was just going to say tapioca is really, really beautiful because on a really, really hot day... Um, cool tapioca with maybe some coconut milk. You know, like the again Vietnamese do. So yeah, coconut milk, up. sweet stuff like some jaggery on top. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. It's really really refreshing. And yeah,
5: it's delicious. It really is. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful and thing. And you don't have, have to use t- any. The thing is, it se- it sets without any. Um, well, this dessert. We're is without the having to whip it. With, no, this dessert is the first one we've ever done that we accidentally made vegan. Yeah. <laughs> No, no gelatin, no oh, yeah, anything right. like that. No cream, yes. no, no nothing. Yeah, no nothing. it's good. So yeah. So
1: uh, The bookings are being taken for pre fee.
5: Pre fee. Pre fix.
1: Yeah, right, mate. Prefix.
5: Yeah. yeah. No, it's how you. Don't. It. Okay.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Prefix. <laughs> Movie on oh, prefix. Mm-hmm. So magnifique Um. And uh, what else? Uh, what else have you been enjoying this time of year?
5: Um. I'm enjoying the fact that everything's kind of gone, come back to going back to normal. Mm. But next next menu this, is going to be really fun. The nut, doing the nutcracker. Yes. Mm. So Russian, we, we, Russian. We, yeah, Russian. Yeah, yeah.
1: That um, yeah, dance of the sugar, sugar plum fairy. That's the dessert. That's the dessert. <laughs> and so we, we can look that up. And um, so tell me now, um what are the things? Like you said, you were obviously looking for stone fruit. Because it's obviously something you're hankering for and wanted to yeah, it's express. Yeah, my favourite thing. Yeah, love, love that. And um, what are the other things that just you love this time of year?
5: Asparagus. Yes. But then asparagus, we we love it. We we're excited about the whole kiwi up thing happening, and mm. then it kind of gets a bit boring. Yeah. After a while, All right, well, which I've, is a shame.
1: Oh, well, it's you know, a bit like life sometimes, isn't it? But um, uh, one of your compatriots uh, in the old days, uh, isn't it funny how times change so quickly, you know, Albert Street, and we think that's just history now. It's almost a memory.
5: Well, I'm heading off there after this Hi, yeah. to see my old friends, yeah. Oh, is, is Ruth okay. going to be there? No, God, no. No, because what's no. she doing? She's, no, she's not there anymore.
1: No, no, she, but they're, they're down the coast or something doing something down there, I think. No, Hepburn. 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 What are they doing down there, you know?
5: More Please.
1: More Please. Okay, mm. well, that's something to, to look out with, for.
5: With Joseph Aboud. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, that's but,
1: a nice little marriage.
5: Yeah, it's a strange serendipity
1: yeah, it is. Yeah. That sort of Eastern, Western, modern style, <laughs> you could say. Because Joseph is very much, you know, from that Middle Eastern palette and Ruth hmm. is sort of very well, Anglo. It's not,
5: it's not so much Ruth, it's more Jason Jones.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Look at So it they
5: up. literally bumped into each other in Hepburn and
1: And said, hey, we should Boom. start a band.
5: Yeah. <laughs> boy, <laughs> keep a, boy band. We boy A hairy little boy band. Yeah,
1: well, it's, you know, Matteo <laughs> was looking for One Direction tickets. He claims <laughs> for his daughter. <clears throat>
5: I've got nothing to say about that.
1: Okay, well, we better move on. So, um, enjoy your lunch at Albert Street. Um, Prefix. Yes. Um, How do we look that up?
5: (laughs) Online. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got a phone number now.
1: (laughs) Really? you got all the mod mod cons. Uh It sounds kind of cool. It is. Um, Well, look, thanks so much for coming in. Glad you had a good time in uh, New Zealand. Would you go back?
5: Absolutely, In I'm a really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, properly to go back without any kind of, you know, commitments.
1: Have you done Wellington? Yes, wow.
5: beautiful. I love it. that's so my beautiful. fave. I know it's, it's like Melbourne. It's bang, Melbourne, yeah, snap, bang yeah. because
1: that's what I was going to say. Aucklanders look at you and go, "What do you do?"
5: Isn't it funny and how well- we make those, people... Isn't it funny how we make those, you know, if LA is. Melbourne and New York is Sydney and we have to make those comparisons well, well, it's silly.
1: Well it's like we've got to pigeonhole everything, that's, yeah. uh, that's how we understand <laughs> the world it's the think. way of our people. And it's wonderful having that understanding of you and it's always good to see you Philip. and thank you very very much uh, we're going to move on, we're going to the Mars. We are but just before we do, we, yeah. we have a giveaway Cameron.
2: Really? Yeah we played a card earlier for the um, Williamstown Beer Festival which is on next week and not only did we play the card we've also got a double pass to give away so nice. just be quiet for a second whilst I read this piece of paper. No. Uh, the Williamstown Heritage Beer and Cider Festival. It's on next weekend, uh, Saturday, yeah. 29th November from midday, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you can politely start imbibing, uh, yeah. up to 7pm. It's on at SeaWorks in Williamstown. Uh, wine and cider from 24 different breweries from around the country. Live music. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. Tickets and details online at Beerfest. What do you reckon? Beerfest. Willie Willy or Winty? Yeah, bang. <laughs> snap. <laughs> <laughs> but give us a ring now at uh, 3 3
1: 1027. You must be a subscriber or Matt will. I will hunt
2: you down and kill you. And yeah, you are,
1: we're going to go to market straight after this. Damn straight. And we'll tell who won afterwards. Yeah, beauty.
0: Uh, John, it's a beautiful day today. A very, very good afternoon to you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Yourself. It is a lovely day. The sun's shining. There's a nice, slight, cool breeze. Mm, can't ask for better than that.
1: Absolutely. And the good thing is, um, if we're looking, um, as we do, we're talking about the market and the state of uh, veggie growing, fruit growing and all that sort of stuff... We've been lucky. We've sort of, I don't know, do we dodge a bullet? But it's rained, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it rained quite a bit, mainly at night, not so much during the day. Um, and that's good. That's good, very good. I live in uh, Morabin and I live in a little bit of a hill. And um, I've heard a lot of rain through the night on my roof. I've got a big roof surface. Does that make you sleep better? Uh, yeah, it does. It wakes me, you up and lets I'm, you go back to sleep? It, it does. I find it a calming noise. Right. It's not a problem for me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, but uh, you boys, like uh, your people up at Werribee and the people around uh, the area, have they benefited from this one? Well, of course they
0: have. That's a good oh, statement. Isn't it? Definitely. As we always say, yeah. um, rain aerates the ground. Um, it it moisture, puts moisture right down to the bottom uh, under the root. System of the veggies, and it comes from the sky, and it comes from the sky at yeah. the right price. And the veggies suck it up. I say, here we are, here we are, we're, we're ready. nice and shiny. We
1: feel better, yeah. I feel invigorated. That's right. <laughs> it's just like a, it's like a, a rousing speech from the coach at three-quarter time, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. So, so it's
0: good. Yeah, it is good. Now we were talking about cherries a while, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and you know we were worried that if it rains, they'll crack and there'd be short season. Yeah, and the but sound you could
4: hear
1: is the the sound of. Ashing of teeth and weeping of cherry growers.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. But they pick up their socks and keep running. But from what I can see, you know, there are cherries around the market, any from $8 a kilo for small or misshapen ones or riper ones, mm. up to $30 for the pristine ones. Whoa! Yeah, now yeah, but a lot of people say, amazing. whoa, but, but. but you buy a handful of those $30 cherries. And you're living. They'll, you are living because yeah. they are living. They're big, plump. A lot of them have got a smaller stone, yeah. and the flavour is so intense that you will remember it the day after.
1: Yeah, you will. You will indeed. And, uh, yeah, a, a really amazing cherry is... uh oh, it's just a joy.
0: Hey, um, what else has been going on? You're holding up some garlic. This garlic come out of Werribee. Now, no, normally, uh, we've been getting it from the border, Robin Vale, uh, places like that, Mildura, Swan Hill. This one come out of Werribee, one of the... Um, um, big broccoli growers decided that he had a go because I had think a good go, he had a good go. I think his grandfather used to grow garlic on one stage and then, you know, it was just too much work and they didn't bother. Yeah. But this is beautiful, big, plump um, pieces. Magenta. Magenta, yeah, very much yeah. strong magenta color on the outside. Um, this has still got the strap on the back, which is the leaves. Uh, I've been saying to people, chop it up, fry it and uh, then go from there. You know, kilo the thing, prawns, don't
1: you, know, you know, back to that kilo of prawns. Um, you know what I love about these is when you cut it open, first of all, the skin comes off so easily because it's still moist, and then you cut it in half again, and there's none of that edible, that shoot thing that you have to worry about. It's really, really easy to use, easy to chop up. It just feels different and beautiful.
0: Well, it's still a baby, so yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, garlic's great. How much is a little bunch like that? Uh, Three. They,
0: they, well, they, this got uh, one big one, two small ones, so we are selling $5. Yeah. The bigger ones were selling $2 each.
5: Okay.
1: Now, uh, next door we've got, um, a, I hate to use the word, there's a temporary market has uh, sprung up. Yeah. Yeah.
5: What
0: now, now what, what they've done is they've displaced the traders um, from the big sheds up the top. Excuse me. Yeah. It goes John with a little bit of a sneeze. yeah. Sorry about that. Just
1: place from where? Just up, up
0: in K and L near the car park.
1: Yeah.
0: And they've got a huge music festival. Oh. Now they're saying what sort of music. Oh bang bang music. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all you can hear, mate. They they had trouble with some rappers um, yeah. with the um, wording in their songs and they had to get them out. Inappropriate lyrics. Inappropriate right. lyrics. But they've had a variety. Mothers were blushing, with not they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They've had a variety of music up there. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been in this, so I can't comment. For me, it's wrong to displace businesses to do something else. It's oh. worse than a Grand Prix. Unless the Grand Prix, you're using a road. This They're displacing people. They put some in a tent, oh. and, and it's worked for them because it's a different atmosphere. People have gone over and had a look. It's very good. Um, a lot of people have taken leave. Um, so it means are not running their businesses for two weeks. Ooh. I think that's wrong. Before but anyway, too.
1: anyway oh, well, the it's...
0: biggest thing is that we lost a lot of car park. We lost disabled car park, so they're going to have to rethink that. And there's also the um, street down there is uh, blocked off. Yeah, it's closed. Construction... Terry Street's closed, full stop. Yeah. So I hope that this will never happen again.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, there's, uh, there, there we go with that. Um, all right. Well, look, we need to move on because I've got so much happening. Um, we've got to go to Andrew Logan soon, and I'll uh, we'll move towards that very, very soon. But, John, your pick of the market.
0: Oh, my pick of the market? Look at these beautiful um, purpley, magenta-colour, onions now this is really a baby onion but we call them shallots fresh shallots and as the sign says sweet red shallots are great in salads or cooking and they really are but also what i've been saying to a lot of people who like the barbecue cut the rubber band off from straight on the grill oh yeah and And all the outside leaves yeah yeah the outside leaves get burnt you mix oil and vinegar, salt, pepper. You strip off the outside leaves, dip it into that and eat it. And it's like eating a lolly. Because, you like, it, or cherry, or even yeah. just a
1: vinaigrette. I'm yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. They're just so young. And there's white ones as well, a little bit stronger than the red ones. Yep. All right. So, so they're yep, coming only. on now. Yep. And then we've got our lovely tomatoes to go in with a salad. Now normally I pick the rude ones, but you did today. I got the rude Some ones. Some of them have got appendages. Yeah. But we won't talk about that. Beautiful Murray Bridge, bright red, full of sugar. The greener ones got green seeds, more acid. Make a special salad. This one is a Rouge de Marmont, but not very not very many ridges. So they come out of Adelaide. So that's an Adelaide tomato. Softer skin, um, more sugar, more aroma. My favorite tomato, but not everybody's cup of tea.
1: And as thing. you always say, this is a, as well as all the myriad things you can do with a tomato, but just get a lovely loaf of pastadora um, and some good butter and just slice that little bit of salt and pepper. And that's all you
0: need, isn't it? Yeah, and some of this beautiful green iceberg. Now, this come out of um, the Peninsula, I think probably down Rosebud Way. Mm. Um, It's nice, fluffy, not hard, not white, not straw-looking, tasting. It's got flavour. So you can make the best salads out of the shallots, the tomatoes and the uh, green lettuce and you're in heaven maybe a little bit of uh steak or uh prawns beside him going back to that again Kilo I, I, yeah, I gotta do it mate tomorrow it's <laughs> gonna happen you're
1: gonna have to you've been talking yeah. about this for too long so look we've um we've we've managed to get some rain here in victoria that has been a really really great thing that's reflected in the the quality of the the fruit and the veg uh we're winners here aren't we
0: we definitely are everything's looking so lively vibrant colors uh, beautiful smells. A lot of times when there's no rain, the stuff looks okay, but you pick it up, there's no smell, they look harder, yeah. they don't look attractive. So, walk around a market, like we always say. Design your men- menus when you're walking around. Even if you've planned for the week, you can always adjust it and pick up a bargain or two yeah. or pick up something that's saying to you, eat me, eat me, because yeah. a lot of times that's half the fun of shopping.
1: Let your locomotion be your inspiration. Oh, definitely. Right on. Okay, we're going to get out of here. hey you you um, Mexican food? you like it?
0: Oh, I love Mexican food. To
1: me, there's um, two types. There's sort of the Tex-Mex and then there's the real stuff.
0: Well, I love both. You know, I'm not afraid to eat refried fried um, beans. Beans. Um, the tortillas and stuff that they make. I don't mind how hot it is or how mild it is, or even if it's a sloppy, I don't know, what do they call it? We we call it like a stew. In Italian, it's got a different name. Mm. But anyway, yeah, Mexican looks good. Yeah, that's right. And even a guacamole.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a dough for. Anyway, Andrew Logan's up next from Mamacita. He has managed to get himself in an international cookbook and we're going to find out a little bit about that coming up next on 3RRR. John, always good to see you.
0: Thank you. Have a beautiful sunny day. Oh,
1: it is a beautiful day. All right, out of here. Bye. Bang, bang. Uh, TV on the radio there. New album, up, huh? but we thought we'd go back. Yeah, we
2: thought we'd play some classic rock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> classic rock on three triple i it's a good thing we didn't do a double shot sunday yes um and we could have done maybe uh, a double mescal shot but uh andrew logan from uh sit can help us with that a very very good
4: afternoon to you pleased to be here yeah. how nice. you doing yeah good you got, do you get sundays off normally uh normally yeah, yeah nice. I'm back in the shop this afternoon to work on some new menu ideas and that sort of thing but Yeah, usually get Sunday off.
1: Really? Um, Okay, Mamacita, for those that are born under a rock and uh, don't get out too much,
4: what is that Uh, Mamacita? Where is Mamacita? Yeah, it's a small taqueria, I guess you'd say, um, on the top of a 7-Eleven on sort of the corner of Spring and Collins Street.
1: Yeah, I know one thing, that if you can get that front table, you have one of the most glorious views of Collins Street while you... uh, Yeah, watch the world go by, eat great, great, authentic Mexican food, Mm. um, and um, perhaps, uh, well, try to drink responsibly, although it can be kind of um, a bit of a a touchy thing uh, because the the drinks are so delicious there at Mamasudda. Yeah,
4: yeah, we've got a huge tequila and mezcal selection, (laughs) uh, you know, probably one of the biggest in the country, and, yeah, it's a great place to come and experience that, get over the, you know, um, your childhood memories of tequila, I guess (laughs) you'd say. Yes, because uh, for a lot of people there
1: is uh, this one spirit that uh, damaged them while they mm. were young. For me, it was chartreuse. But uh, <laughs> right, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. But um, but uh, yeah, tequila, what a flavorful, amazing thing! And Mexican food um, is. I was saying in the intro, we actually maybe we don't even need to bring up the Tex Mex thing. But authentic Mexican food is a is a cuisine of of great intellect and layering isn't history and And history too yeah Yeah.
4: it's the because that's something i didn't bring up yeah yeah yeah. the culture you know the mexican culture is as old as any on earth and you know through thousands of years the development of uh their cuisine has been you know it, it should be as influential as french or italian food it's just you know there's so many like you say layers and Um, ingredients that the world can thank for Mexico, you know? Yeah, well,
1: we talk about something that's known um, just in sort of shorthand now as the Columbus Exchange yeah and so what did so it's like the monty what have the romans ever done for us what are the you know what have what has central america ever done
4: for us you want to list the the things that they've contributed as long as their arm i guess chocolate would be a big one yeah bang um tomatoes yeah you know chilies obviously chilies i mean this is
1: it's a funny thing before this thing happened in the 16th century yeah anyway around there um a while ago, mm. um, you think about Thai
4: food, you think about all that, uh, the area of Southeast Asia, no chilies there. Look, it's, uh, obviously there was a fair trade as well though, the Spanish bought over things like citrus fruits and, Syphilis. which, yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah, well, <laughs> yes, which, um, you know, It made a massive influence on Central American food. Cattle and those sorts of things were introduced. But, you know, poultry birds, turkey would be the staple protein throughout Mexico, you know, in the very early days. Yes. Yeah, so there's a fair exchange, I'm sure. Mm. Um, But, yeah, Mexican food in itself, you know, thousands of years ago is certainly still at the forefront of Mexican cuisine. You know, there's the the masa use of corn and, um, you know, those sorts of ingredients are still at the forefront. There's tortillas and you know that that street food element is still rife in mexico which is fantastic and why you
1: i mean a uh what's the, it's not a honky what are, what do the the mexicans
4: call a, a whitey oh uh, they call the americans gringos a gringo yeah Why the gringo eh? yeah, you, yeah. Why the gringo's cooking our food what brought you to to do mexican food oh uh, well 15 well, years of training in australia i'm from brisbane originally yeah. um learning you know french and european techniques you would have had your cracknell and Kaufman perhaps and learned from <laughs> (laughs) that yeah 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 that was was the old thing yeah
1: but that was the you you look to the french we look Mm. towards paris and a good way to sort of learn technique and all that sort of stuff yeah cutting vegetables in you know nice neat Mm. julienne Mm. and brunoise and all that sort of stuff so you learned that yeah and and look about
4: five years ago um the mexican and central american cuisine was offered to me or was presented to me and it was just another challenge it was a whole new set of ingredients a whole new set of techniques and sources and where was this um oh well i'd worked for paul wilson uh for so this is new market yeah yeah, so i took on the the role at uh, Newmarket as the head chef and was there for three years and then moved across to Mamacita, which is you know at the forefront of Mexican food and did some shit hot food at Newmarket. Yeah, it was seriously, a good place to work. I mean
1: it was it was expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean that that was the only thing. It was
4: like ouch. I remember Newmarket was like it was great, great fit out. Yeah, brilliant food. Yeah, the um, whole offer was there. You know the uh, the space. You know, to actually yeah. dine and eat and hang out on a Sunday afternoon was fantastic. Well, what were your thoughts when you were sort of, um, getting into
1: this? So, so Paul approached you and said, mate, you want, well, I've got, a, I've got something for you. You want to do Mexican? Was that sort of
4: it? No, uh, yeah. Basically, the concept was, uh, more, um, Southern Californian food, Mm. but uh, that introduced me to it, and then when the offer came through from Mama Seed, I jumped on it because, you know, that's the avenue that I wanted to go down, and such a fantastic business to work for, and owners and operators that, yeah, I couldn't turn it down. They're good people there, aren't they? Yeah, fantastic, yeah, forward thinking, and obviously full of bright ideas that the public seem to latch onto, and, um, you know, we have been busy for... Four and a half years, lines out the door. So, so here you go, it runs on the board, Chef. Um so um tell us so
1: you've been to Mexico recently, you went to uh, I sort of murdered the pronunciation. Better yeah. than you though, man. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. I said oh, I, I forgot the wa. Oh I said yeah.
4: Oaxaca and you went you went no Oaxaca. No. Oaxaca, baby. So what's Oaxaca? Oaxaca uh, Oaxaca's a state. In yes. sort of southern western Mexico, yes, uh, is. which is, I guess, the grandmother of Mexico itself. It's full of art and culture and, you know, the, the food offer that comes out of there is... Narco
1: guess, dollars? What's that? Narco dollars? I mean, is this... A, it, seriously, no, I'm saying this kind of flippantly, but mm. one of the great the things that... Um, is
4: there the problem with uh, the the drug lords? I suppose around there. Is oh, it sort of no, more no, cool. No, so, more th- in the north is still a few issues with that this, sort of this thing. This is where you want to avoid. But down south it was unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah the perfect yeah, right. place to go and learn about the food and the culture, and um, yeah, all the different regions that I visited. I was lucky enough to spend a month there through October and visited five or six cities and just saw the the variance and the the different culture as I went through state by state yeah, and, all right. was,
1: and I, I know this is sort of hard to just put in a nutshell in an interview that's you know goes for only under 15 minutes on a radio show but what what are the sort of things that what were the biggest revelations that you had while you were there
4: uh, one the the cleanliness of the whole country I went expecting it to be a lot more like um, Southeast Asia, like Hong Kong, it's, they're big cities, but Mexico just seemed to be a lot cleaner and more organized and, um, Although it had been weathered and obviously has been around for a long time. it has a shitload of pollution. Yeah, although the pollution is not visible on the street. They oh, tend to really? care about their environment and, you know, they clean up after themselves and they take pride in their cities. Well, it sounds like which, they probably
1: have, though, over the last few years, because about 10 years ago, I was talking, like, Mexico uh, Mexico City was just smog-laden, so they must have mm, done something look, right.
4: Look, there's uh, certainly air pollution and that sort of thing. Yeah. But on the street, on street level, it's was a fantastically organised and, um, you know, Amazing place to visit. What about food-wise ingredients? Oh, food-wise. So the first week I spent down on the coast of Oaxaca, um, beautiful coastline, and oh. just seeing Mahi Mahi being pulled off boats in the afternoon. What's Mahi Mahi? Mahi Mahi are very large. Uh, dolphin fish are also called in Australia. So good they named it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, go. Uh, cheap gag. Yeah, Beg right. So, yeah, so they're pulling them out of the water and they are Making like... ceviche on the beach was an amazing thing to experience. Yes. You know, feet in the sand and eating fresh fish. Um, traveling up north to see the the barbecue side of Mexico, the the influences of um, obviously the big cattle industry and the you know cooking things over charcoal. Yeah. Um. So that's just an example of the north and the south being completely different. And ceviche is something that we can we have adapted over here quite well, and it mm. it's a great well, it, we love it. You know, it's yeah. it's fresh and healthy, and um, I guess that was another revelation of Mexico is just how things that cooked instantly and eaten straight away you know there's not a lot of uh pre-processed things the street food is cooked in front of you you eat it within 30 seconds of it being made uh the the preconception of getting sick is um or getting ill from the street food i guess is you know it's not a complete um fallacy but just mostly yeah Yeah. mostly you know i didn't get sick at all while i was over there and i ate fairly loosely i guess you would say you know eating pig snouts and lips and you know
1: just drinking lots of beer,
4: yeah, tequila and beer, and you know, just seeing everything being processed so quickly and cleanly was an amazing thing to witness.
1: Actually, it's, it's witnessing Matt just he got his head on his side, going, <laughs> "I want." You you're te- te- almost
4: having a Homer Simpson moment yeah, there. Te-
2: tequila and beer did it as well. <laughs> on, on top of the street food, indeed. <laughs> oh, it
1: did. Oh, yeah, oh. The, the, the head <laughs> went over the side. So, um, uh, while um, you are in this beautiful tome that we've got here, this weighty. Oh, beautiful. It's unmissable, huh? It sure is. Mexico, the cookbook, is uh, uh, printed by Faden. Faden? Faden. Faden. That's right. I knew I said that wrong. Um, it's big, 700 pages. You can hear the microphone stand sort of vibrating as we put it down. How did you get um, asked to... You were invited to contribute to this?
4: Yeah, I got an email during Melbourne Food and Wine Festival last year, or this year, earlier yes. this year, just to contribute five or six recipes. Um then didn't hear much about it at all for six months until did, did. this magnificent publication landed on our front door. And uh, myself and Sean up in Sydney represent Australia. Yeah. Um, and there are chefs, guest chefs from New York and um, all over the world, London and uh, where else? Portland, I believe, in Oregon. And yeah, it's just a fantastic thing to be a part of. And uh, yeah, a Bible, really, a, a collection of recipes, I think 600 from the uh, you know the primary contributor, and yeah, five or six guest chefs in the back. It's the only book on Mexican food you really need, isn't it? Really, it's all here. Mm,
1: yeah, it's it's quite an amazing book. Is this thing expensive? I can't remember how much. Oh, here we go. Sixty yeah. bucks, I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah.
4: What do you reckon that's a pretty good for a 700-page encyclopedia. It's pretty good, I think. That's Absolutely. not bad,
1: because we talk about Stephanie Alexander's books, about 120. Mm. I mean, that's sort of, you know, something to... And maybe it's funny that we're comparing it to, you know, as a yardstick type thing. Mm. It's, uh, it's comprehensive. If anybody's interested in uh, Mexican food... It's the one-stop shop, isn't it? Without sorry, I'm getting too cliched about it. Which
4: uh, what recipes did you contribute? Um, and did you have to think hard about what you were going to do? Oh uh, yeah, we had a we had a bit of a think about oh, it. There was yeah. um, we submitted a couple of classics from Mamacita and a couple of new dishes. Um, so the pancita Dessertos, so that's a pork belly dish. Yep, a Guajiro glaze that's been on the menu at Mamacita. Hold the phone, Guajiro glaze. Guajiro is a dried chili. Mm. Um, so guajira. we make like a a stock out of that to cook the pork bellies and then reduce it to make a glaze that we then reheat the belly in guajira where does that sort of stand in the heat of chili oh, type thing is it's fairly stupid? mild no no fairly mild most of the dry Ancho's, choice sort of ancho style uh poblano, uh, poblano i guess yeah, uh, yeah you know mild to medium yes um has a fantastic red hue to it. Five and a half out of ten sort of. Oh, heat-wise. not even. Four maybe? Four, no. Nice. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so flavour rather than heat. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we did a barramundi dish with pasilla. So another dried chilli, more of a, a much sweeter chilli. Mm-hmm. Um, a little raisin it's sort of translated into. Yep. Um, and then we did a dessert dish that we did for the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival last year, which was a sort of a frozen chocolate mousse using Mexican chocolate Ooh. with dulce de leche and, uh, figs. Dolce De Leche, it's everywhere in South America, isn't right, it? That's delicious. Stuff. That's yeah, why. yeah,
1: come on, yeah. Come yeah. On. And, uh, sorry, the barramundi thing,
4: can we uh, do the barramundi dish? Yeah, sure, I'll talk you through it. Um, so it was conceived at work yep. not that long ago, probably eight or nine months ago, um, what we try and do at Mama Sita is use Australian produce. We don't want to be importing everything. Indeed. Um, well, it sounds better than basa, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah well, right. yeah. So using a fish that Australia has to offer that's quite full in flavour and meaty to hold up to the you know the strong flavours of pickles and mm. chilies. Um, so just a roasted piece of barramundi, and we make a uh, sauce and adobo with pasilla chilies and raisins and oranges <sighs> and. Um, so, it's quite a sweet, yeah, earthy yeah. sauce, and the roasted piece of fish, and then just some pickled chilies. Tomatillos are coming into season very shortly, so we'll start using pickled tomatillos as well. Yeah. Um, and then just some puffed amaranth, which gives it a nuttiness and a texture that helps, you know, the dish come together. It's, uh, yeah, that little bit of contrast, texturally mm. wise. Yeah, yeah. Sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah. So, coming into summer, you know, a bit more of a focus on seafood. Um, Hmm. yeah, it's a fantastic dish. How,
1: how, um, Mama said, hours of operation there?
4: Uh, so we're open. Lunch and dinners? Yeah, all day from midday till midnight, basically. Um, weekends through till 2am for those that want a taco at 1.30, you know, rather than pie face or.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, come on. And I've got to say, I, I, I sort of use the MoVita sort of thing there and that um, a great time to come in is uh, just after lunch service. No,
4: mid-afternoon, yeah, in you, the window, like yeah, you, say, you You're
1: guaranteed to get that seat. It's the same as my, uh, MoVita. You can sit at the bar, you can have the thing. Mm. same thing with Mamacita. Uh, pick your time and um, oh, just enjoy a, a great place. And it sort of shows the... The relaxed sort of nature that we deal with, um, food from other countries
4: in this, in this place, in this city, mm. sort of defines it? Yeah, it's a good us, place it. to come and celebrate and mm. try something new or, mm. you know, we have a, quite a following now, so it's good to see people coming back time and time again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Andrew, um, lovely to meet you. Thanks for yeah. coming in. Congratulations on getting in on this book. If you're interested at all on this book, it's called Mexico, the cookbook by Margarita Carrillo Aronte. Uh, published by Fiden Press, mm-hmm. it he gets it right. And, uh, yeah, 60 bucks. It'd be a good Christmas present or just something to buy for yourself if you're interested in it. Thanks again. No problem. Um, Anytime. Dirty Deeds is coming up next, and you know what?
2: You're just going to relocate yourself I'm from Studio 2 to Studio 1. You're going to go and talk some gardening stuff.
1: Eight years, I got an invite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. Can't wait. So I'm a little bit excited about that. So, um, um, look, I'm just, um, I'll just be ready to do it. Um, Matt, always great to see you. Thanks for, um, pleasure as always. And we'll see you next week. Indeed. And, uh, don't forget barbecue day is coming up very, very soon. Yes. It's going to be a bit of fun. Andrew, thanks again, mate. Cheers. Bye, y'all. This has been a podcast
0: from free triple R 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio.